Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tabin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Well, welcome to the Tavern Dillard Podcast, y'all guys. Season 1, episode 12. I hope y'all are doing good, having a good week. You know, I was thinking about today was a baloney sandwich. The thing about it is, you know, I guess, I don't know what you think about baloney sandwiches, but I kind of think about them uh, in the summertime. I don't know why, or the spring, but I was like, what's wrong with a winter bologna sandwich? There ain't nothing wrong with a winter bologna sandwich. I mean, you need basically three ingredients. Uh, now, this is going to cause some fights, so I understand that before I even say this, but white bread, bologna, depending on how hungry you are, you might double up on that bologna. You ain't got to, though. Slice of American cheese. Okay, did I say three ingredients? I meant four, because you got to have the cheese, the bologna, the white bread that's three already and then mayonnaise and that's where people driving in a car and they jerked it to the side of the road just now to mustard people i know i know people fight violently for their mustard bologna sandwiches hey it's more for you i'm a mayo guy on my bologna sandwiches and cheese white bread and then you cut it uh diagonal so you got two triangles whoo Boy, and you can get crazy. You put a barbecue chip on there. That's the thing about it. There's a few ways to do that thing. And I know that. You know that. I was just telling you, uh, you know, friend to friend, podcast listener to podcast guy, or whatever you call me right now, podcast talker, <clears throat> is that I was thinking about that today. Think about a good old bologna sandwich. I don't know what you've been thinking about, but I'll tell you right now, if you just joining me, I don't talk about bologna sandwiches every week, and the thing about it is, if you ain't caught up, uh, take a minute and get back there uh, to other episodes, and, and we'll be here waiting on you. Uh, we are in episode 12, like I said, of the first season. There's 14 episodes in the first season, except there ain't, except there's going to be another one. There's going to be like a bonus episode, like a one-hour Christmas special coming out on December 22nd. Mark your calendar, and I hope you got an hour that day. Uh, I say it's an hour. It's not like I recorded it yet where I know, like, I'm going to talk for exactly an hour, but uh, I can tell you right now, uh, that's the plan. That's the plan. Uh, there's a lot going on in town. And you can't cover it in a, in a normal episode. I don't know if I'll get to everything, but I'd like to get to the highlights. I'd like to think we get into the highlights. I got to win. Anyhow, I have been walking y'all through the softball season, and I got some news. Okay? Team Burger Shed, I got some news. What's going on with the team, Tavin? Well, friends, here's the deal. I will say this first. We are hot right now. As a team, clicking on all cylinders, we hitting the ball, we catching the ball, we throwing the ball, we scoring uh, across the home plates uh, more runs than the other team. Kind of, on a lot of days, on a few days. Enough days to where people say you ain't horrible, at least like out of way. I mean, we won four games now, and we lost five, and we tied one. But hold on to your sweat britches, because I got some news for you. Y'all guys, I'm so excited. I'm like a squirrel in a bag of hot fries right now. But before I jump headfirst into that, like me at the city pool on opening day every year, let me say, 
if you have been listening and you like listening to this podcast, can you rate this podcast on them places where you rate a podcast? Like on the iTunes, uh, day 98 ratings right now. We two away from 100 ratings and then more comments are coming. Them, them word reviews where people leave words like, hey, I really like your saying kind of thing. That helps. I mean, uh, it's out there for free, the podcast, but the way you can uh, let me know that it's working for you is a comment, you know, or like a, you know, a review, like where you give it stars kind of thing. So I appreciate that. If you got, if you got a few minutes or I don't even know if it takes a few minutes to do that. It might just be a couple seconds. Anyways, that's a big help. My, <clears throat> and uh, I, pr- I should appreciate it, you know, if you do that. Okay. So why am I so excited? You asking, well, here's the deal. Two weeks ago, we lost to a team that brought in a ringer from out of town. You might have remembered that. Maybe you don't. So, I mean, if you didn't, now you do. And I know I said at the time I wasn't going to bring it up no more. And I wasn't going to bring it up no more. But there's news about that game. So how do I not talk about the new news without bringing up the old news? That's what I'm wondering. And that's just science, probably. Like, how are you going to do that? Well, here's the deal. Chlorine Phillips' son, Gilbert, who had played backup catcher one year at a junior college in the Ozark and has beat up an adult bull moose, played on this other team. He ain't never been on a team before, but he was visiting from out of town, and he just hopped on there for a game, and he whooped our team. Almost single-handedly, pretty much felt like Mort Dwight refused to pitch because he said it wasn't fair. They got in their heads bringing in Gilbert like that, and anyhow, we lost that one 7-2. So when I tell you that we lost five games, I actually have to correct that this week. We only lost four now because Gilbert disqualified them for that game by playing in it. So their team lost a win and we lost a loss. I mean, if there's anything you want to be a loser at, it's losses. We lost a loss. So if you do it in math and you keep in track of everything, we are now... Four, four, and one. That ain't a bad place to be. So where does that leave us? Well, here's the deal. I can't hardly stand it. The way the math work out this, on this season is that because we only lost in four games, just by taking away that loss, mathematically, it puts us in the playoffs. So before the game even start tonight, we already in the playoffs. Now that leads us to a whole new situation, which is how are we going to play this game coming up in a few minutes. So we found out before the game, you know, we already in the playoffs. So that can mess with your mindset a little bit. Maybe better, maybe worse, you know, because what happens is now, now you're thinking differently. Like if you go into the donut store for an apple frittler and then you get there and the frittler tray's empty, then you got a decision to make. You're going to go without that frittler that was the size of a pillow. You're going to take back to the trailer, pop it on a paper plate with some butter on top for nine seconds and eat it with a fork like a sit-down meal. But you can't. So you're going to go without that and leave with nothing or you're going to switch your focus to whatever they got left in that donut case, which may be the glazed twist or chocolate bar, or the the long john, some folks call it, because even good plans can interrupt your day. Ain't that right? I mean, it's a good interruption because they good plans, but they interruption. We made the playoffs, but we can't just throw caution to the wind. Like, we could lose today and still be going to the playoffs, but that's the deal. One time, Ricky Don Pearson, he's a volunteer firefighter, had to help uh, Candy Delroy 
not Cindy. Candy's the little eight-year-old gal. He had to help her off a roof. Cause it wasn't her house. Because she thought she seen a personal-sized pizza on the roof. You know, one of them little ones that feed like one person, a little circle, a little, well, you know, pizzas are circles most of the time. So she got on that roof, and it turned out it was about three-quarter of a frittler. But she couldn't get down when she got up there. I reckon Candy, like I said, she's about eight years old, and she caught multiple crows in the trailer park. I mean, she caught full-grown adult. I mean, she she put a grown crow to shame. They get so embarrassed, so embarrassed when Candy Dilroy's got both hands around a adult crow body and they just shaking their head and their little beaks just downward facing toward the ground like, how in the world did I let this happen? But she does that. She, apparently, she can't get off the roof of a house, but she can catch an adult crow because somehow she got up there, though. Trying to think she's going to get a little personal pizza. Ended up with three-quarter of a frittler. And I guess that's a little disappointing. I, I guess it's one of those things, like if you ever drank a, like a glass of milk, but you thought it was orange juice, and just the shock of it all. You know, she get up there thinking she may, I guess, going to sink into some pepperoni. And she look at that thing, and that's a frittler, three-quarters. I don't know if it was bite out of, like somebody bit it, or like, uh, you know, somebody throwed it up there and some crows got after part of it. I don't know what happened. I just, I don't know the answer. There's way more questions here with Candy Dilroy being on the roof after a personal pizza. It turned out to be a frittler than there are answers, but she's up there. And that's when her folks realized she probably needed glasses anyhow. So she's there's some silver lining to this because they figured out, I don't think her eyes are that good. And like, yeah, I think you're right. I think something's going on there. She's Chet Dilroy's uh, grandbaby, uh, if you know Chet. Anyway, she got to keep that frittler, which I personally thought was kind of gross. You know, crow. I, I said a crow could have looked at that thing, could have pooped on it too, though. You don't know what a crow could do. You know, you leave something out on the roof in the elements and uh, anything's liable to get on it. Any kind of substance is just kind of uh, from any animal to fly by or just get blowed in the wind. So anyhow, they let Candy keep that and she wanted to, which all of, all of that right there is gross. That whole, that anything falling under the umbrella, what I just said right now, to me is gross. Probably would have been poetic justice if a crow did something to that frittler, I suppose, since Candy's caught so many of them. The point is, you don't want to get sidetracked. I highly doubt that Candy was walking through neighborhoods looking for personal-sized pizzas on the roofs. Nope. Something caught her eye, and off she went. You can't do that. Well, none of us thought about that before the game. We was just excited. Nobody thought, hey, if they got that math wrong, we actually have to win tonight. You know, what are we going to do? You know, none of that crossed our minds. We just figured, you know, we on our way. To a big old party. In fact, what crossed my, uh, Myron Curtis's mind was that he should go get nachos at the concession stand with extra jalapenos before the game. Wait, Tavin, was that a mistake? Did you mean he got it after the game, right? After y'all played the game, not before the game? No. Myron Curtis went to the concession stand before the game and he got nachos, but not just regular nachos. He got jalapenos, not just the normal about jalapenos. He got extra jalapenos before the game. His girlfriend, Mary Beth Tucker, works that snack stand on game nights, and she was serving the nachos tonight. It's never enough just to have some hot dogs, snow cones, and Skittles with her. Nope, she's trying new stuff out like her customers is picky, and we ain't. We at the softball fields. You know, we walk up there hungry, and we overpaying for anything there, and whatever you got, you know, we ready to choose. We ain't like, hey, you got any hot nacho cheese back there? You know, she done tried s'mores. She tried uh, 
damn hot dinner roll, softer than a baby angel's legs. I don't know. I can't even keep track of the list, but it's like, quit it, Mary Beth. Why are you trying to like out outshine all the concession stands in the world? And by doing that, you end up wrecking our concession stand. This is the second concession stand this season because the first one burnt down. She brought a propane tank in there and everything. Y'all know that story. So she brought in a crock pot of cheese and she was ladling that thing up. I have no idea why she didn't see a problem with serving Meyer and them jalapeno nachos before the game, but apparently that was not on her radar. And it should have been on Myron's. I just don't know. I think it was the news about we in the playoffs. And I guess he wanted to start the party early. But, I mean, when you do that, you know, consequences. So we all kind of giddy. I mean, it wasn't just Myron leading up to game time. And speaking of leading, guess who was batting leadoff tonight? Bingo. First pitch I got up there swinging, found one hard off my leg. It stung. Kind of walked a little lap, circled back to home plate. Next pitch, I'm locked in, and it shows when I make soft contact to shallow outfield. And they got their second baseman out there. He picked that thing up, and he tried and throw me out from out there. I overran the bag, and he hit me in the back with the ball, and that kind of stung too. So we two pitches into the game. One off my leg, one into shallow outfield. I'm on first base. And I've been hitting the back. So basically two pitches and both of them have hit me eventually. The first one I fouled off. The second one, the outfielder, once he retrieved it, he throwed it and got me in the back. So, But I'm on base. And when I'm on base, one thing you might not know about me is I steal the next one. I'm a base stealing machine. But my leg was throbbing, you know, because I'd fouled that one off my shin. And I mean, I steady feeling it. A lot of times in the middle of the action, you know, you ain't, you ain't there. But I'd had a minute just to kind of kind of rest on first base there and I was thinking boy that thing hurting so I decided to stay put on that first pitch that came to Mort Dwidell he was batting after me and he connected on what would have been a triple for most folks but he just made it to first I made it home though so I was on my bad shin but I was I was, I was hustling running bases and Mort Dwidell don't hustle for much Truth be told, maybe a corn dog or something like that, but he ain't going to run for, you know, he got to clear that fence and he'll eventually make it home, you know, on a home run trot or he just get to first base. So he was off to the races or we was both off to the races, you might say. I made it home. He made it to the first base bag. And then Myron Curtis, for being able to put away so much food, he got tender guts. And them nachos, they hit him pretty hard between the second and the third innings. And he shuffled over to that park bathroom, just clenched up, just didn't want to drop nothing, you know, didn't want to make a mess. I mean, it, it, you got a whole new, you got the whole town out. And uh, people say that, they're going to be talking about it. That ain't something you're going to live down. It just ain't something you're going to live down. You mess your britches at the softball fields as an adult. Uh, kids, too, you know, it's it, uh, a memory's a memory, but I mean, the kids that they they a little more people more forgiving because like oh well he just learned how to control his himself, but Myron uh, there ain't no excuses buddy, so he's hoping he don't put on a show before he gets there, and Myron's the kind of guy that if he ain't feeling well he wants the whole world to know you know people like that, you know you can't suffer in silence kind of thing like let's let the world know and them park bathrooms they echo, they got them concrete floors in there, and just kind of cinder block you know kind of thing so. Hearing it was pretty gross, but it, it, it might have worked in our favor, you know, just kind of maybe getting in other team's head, and we needed all the help we could get because we were down a player from the third to the fifth inning because Myron was in the toilet. You know, we ain't got no subs. You know, one thing about our team, if somebody's down, I mean, Myron's been benched this year for just having his head in the clouds and not, not being with it, 
Uh, Brody Childers has missed, you know, trying to sell his sister-in-law's Dodge Neon out in the parking lot instead of playing the game with us. So when that happens, we ain't got no substitute. We ain't got somebody on a bench. Okay, bring in so-and-so. There ain't nobody to bring in. We just down a player. So for two innings tonight, and it wasn't like nobody didn't know where Myron was. We all heard him for two innings straight, just uh, groaning and just working out them issues right there in that park bathroom kind of thing. So what we did... Basically, we just had two outfielders in the third inning. And then what we did, we pulled uh, Cody Briggs from behind the plate. Uh, that's Ricky Briggs' brother. Ricky Briggs is a trash man in town. Uh, he got some stories. Boy, Ricky got some stories. Anyways, Cody pulled him from behind the plate and put him in center field. And we replayed uh, the fourth and fifth innings without a catcher. So, I mean, we didn't play him twice. But when we did the, the, the last two innings there, when Myron was still in the toilet, uh, we didn't have no catcher, and that was just that. You know, a lot of them guys are making contact first pitch. There ain't a lot of people working full counts, you know, in adult softball league, but it was a little bit of a hassle. Uh, the umpire was kind of helping out a little bit. Uh, so they score a few after we scored a couple. So it was like three to two in the third inning. But Rusty Tidwell, per usual, locked in. He ended up going four for five with two homers. We got Myron back in the bottom of the fifth. He just looked a little fatigued, and he told us in the dugout, I can't run, y'all. I'll lose my bowels. That's the way he said it to us. And nobody, you know, when you hear something like that, sometimes you want to say, what'd you say? But all of us had what you might call the wherewithal not to say, what'd you say, Myron? We just figured we get it. I mean, we done, we done heard you for two innings. Myron... You know, but I did have to ask him, why in the world are you having jalapeno nachos, extra jalapenos, before our last regular season game? And I know Mary Beth gave you extra, so it wasn't even a standard amount you supposed to get. But anyways, he did still play, but he was like quarter speed, which was like a hair better than having a folding chair on the team. I mean, we was rooting to win, but we was also rooting for Meyer not to mess his britches trying to get to first base. Well, most of us. Rusty Tidwell can have a sick sense of humor sometimes. That's just how he is. Let me just tell you this, though. By the end of the game, it was 9-7. to seven. Bud's Burger Shed. Now we 4-4-1, four, four, and one, and we headed to the playoffs. Rusty Tidwell brought some inspired Kit Kats that his sister-in-law got from her work. So we was feeling pretty good. And even after Myron's nacho bout, he reached into that bag Rusty brought and got himself a couple of them Kit Kats. He said that's for the ride home. Well, he was on his moped, and I could just imagine him trying to tear into one of them while he's trying to steer and wobble and, and then laying that moped down. I mean, you think, okay, Myron, you're going to learn your lesson about one thing, then you get into another lesson you need to learn. But I just told him, just wait till you get home, Myron. It ain't that big a rush. Them Kit Kat's already expired kind of thing. So I don't know. And I told him, I told Mary Beth Tucker not to bring them jalapenos next week to the concession stand. We can't take no chances. So that's where we are. I think I said we was 4-4-1 already. Now we 4-4-1. That's regular season's over. We won four games. We lost four games after tonight because they took away, the, they took away the, the Gilbert loss. And now because of our 9-7 win, we 4-4. There's a lot to keep track of, I know. It's confusing. But we 4-4-1. That's where we at. And the season, regular season's what you call over. But we head into the playoffs. 
as you may have heard. So that's that. I mean, I don't know who we play in first in the playoffs, but I do know that we are in the playoffs, and that is a real good thing. I mean, you think how this season started out, shirts and skins, losing all the time. We like the punching bag at an adult softball league. Everybody thought they could just roll over on us. Well, now we won as many as we lost, and we tied one. That's real good. I'll tell you what. I mean, I feel like I earned a bologna sandwich, a winter bologna sandwich, late fall. You know what I mean? White bread, bologna, cheese, mayonnaise, cut it diagonal. Boy, just bask in the glow of victory. If you need a Tame Burger Shed shirt 2021, check the link in the show notes. It'll take you to all my all my gear, a lot of Burger Shed gear, but that's the one that's got our team roster on the back. Might make a good Christmas gift. I also got personal greetings where I just wish folks Merry Christmas. If you got a family or friend that you, you want a greeting from me, I can do that. Video greeting. And I, I'll put that link in the show notes too. Appreciate y'all uh, tuning in. And like I said, uh, we got a couple more episodes of this first season of the Tab Dillard Podcast. And then we got the, the Christmas episode. A very special Christmas episode coming up on December 22nd. So if you take the time to rate you know, the podcast and share it with folks. I sure appreciate it. And I and, uh, appreciate you hanging on with the journey. It's been roller coasters, why I'd say, you know, with the, with the podcast this season, uh, the softball season. But we have made it to what you would call the playoffs. In fact, that's what everybody calls them. We in the playoffs. Sure appreciate you tuning in to this podcast. It's like a radio show because you listen. If you're enjoying it, like I said, you can let other folks know. I got some stretching out to do before next week. And again, you can check me out. Check the tech, check the link in them show notes for what I got going on. You can always text me, 501-322-6249. I'll put my number in the show notes too. And hey, if you ain't fouled a softball off your shin today or piled on the jalapenos before you had to go do some rigorous activity like running around a softball field, you're doing pretty good. Hey, learn from me. Learn from Myron. You ain't got to mess up yourself like that away. And I'd give it another day. If you're around the park in town, you need to go to the bathroom, and I, I'd, I'd give it another day to air out. Myron tore that thing up. Made a couple kids cry just from what they heard, you know. he's he Like I said, he don't suffer alone. He brought in the whole park kind of thing. All right, y'all guys. Appreciate you tuning in. Hope you enjoy the rest of your weeks. Always a pleasure to connect with you here on the Tavon Dillard Podcast. Till next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>